This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld How are you feeling today? You know, I'm Dylan. feeling good the sun is shining it's thursday um we have a long weekend coming up which is exciting you know it's it's a good time long i remember in the beginning of quarantine we'd always talk about the days just blended and now i'm just like what's a long weekend like i i don't know it's well, like okay but the thing is I feel like the the holiday time period, there were so many days off yes. and I took some extra days off. And so the last couple of weeks, it's like, wait, I'm working five days this week. Yeah. Like that's, that's a lot. Can I just say something about that? You just brought up all the vacation time and I saw because sure. Betches would always post a lot um, about everyone having like 15 days off, et cetera. And I would always see people comment like, excuse me, some of us work. And I was like, no, no, we're not off. We saved our vacation days like to use. <laughs> like we didn't just like, like get a month. I off didn't of do work. anything for the rest <laughs> of the year. I, I will say though, like one of my roommates works in marketing and they just have the entire like week between Christmas and New Year's. Like it's just like a 10 day break. And I'm like, that's, that's nice. too much. Yeah. It's, <laughs> too much that sounds lovely oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm like please oh my god uh let's get into it we have a lot to talk about today we're gonna get to dallas and salt lake city but first we're gonna talk a little bit about below deck we have a good episode it was a good episode this season i feel like the second i don't know how many episodes there are left but the last few have really kind of picked up steam definitely um we have our continuation of last week's episode where we had um, drunk Dolores who jumped in the water. Uh, Captain Lee is obviously still very angry at her, but he ultimately comes around and realizes that Dolores is the problem, not the entire charter. So in the morning, he kicks Dolores off the boat. <laughs> yeah, he she seemed like I kind of knew this was coming. Okay. Like I was picturing myself in the, in this shoe, in these shoes, like with my friends and like, we would, I don't know if I would react that way. I don't know. It was completely earned. Like she should have been kicked off. Right. So she's getting ready to go. She takes, um, what's that boat? What's it called? A tender. A tender. Shakes the tender. And she makes like a joke to the, to the driver. And she's like, well, wouldn't that be ironic if I jumped off? And <laughs> Two seconds later, she dives right. And not only in the water, they are in the middle of the ocean, like the middle. Of right, they're the, not like there's no like when you're like 100 feet from the beach and you're like, let me just jump in. Like I she's so chaotic. I Rachel I even like, left the kitchen. Everyone went to go see. They were like, what the fuck, Dolores? I feel like I couldn't really get the I don't know the exact vibe of the group, but it felt like the other people were kind of like, yeah, that's fine. She can go. <laughs> like. 
Yeah. Like, you never know. Sometimes with these charters, there's like kind of an odd person out. And I feel like they were not that sad about Dolores having to leave. Okay. Because here's the thing about these charter guests. They were said they were boat people. They, they even showed they crashed the jet ski. They kind of seem like they, it's their world and we're living in it. And they don't really care about anything or anyone and that is exactly the vibe that i got from them like they they are not apologetic they don't care yeah. they're like all right she's gone time time to continue with our vacation and then like are just a bunch of assholes and then flash forward to the end they're not that great of tippers either <laughs> the that tip was like a little stingy which is doesn't shitty. surprise me at all i know i at know all. Um, so this episode, we also get some more developments in James and Elizabeth's little blossoming relationship, aka while everyone is on their like guard posts to watch Dolores, um, they go in their cabin and get it on. We were yeah, hearing like we, some pretty, some pretty like raunchy sex noises. We also saw it. Like I was like, um, okay. like, I don't, I don't really need to hear the like the like actual thrusting yeah we're done with the sounds tv we're done with the sounds everyone Um, says that even the kiss it every we we don't need to hear it right but so so elizabeth so there so who is it izzy is elizabeth's cabin mate and she comes back no izzy is james james izzy and james yeah so she comes back and they're like actively having sex in the room and (laughs) izzy's like yeah i'm not i'm not gonna do this and she says that it smells gross in there and yeah and so I don't know how I feel about like I feel like obviously it's like kind of uncool but also it's like I don't know Izzy like wasn't in the room I I agree I see both sides of that because they weren't in the room listen I did that in college my roommate went to go take a shower I used that time to get it on as well so like it is there his room in general like he's not just gonna be like twiddling his thumbs and waiting for Izzy to get back but you can tell that Izzy and James also are already bumping heads. So that was just like the cherry on top. And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I think it was the kind of thing where it's like, I understood why Izzy was annoyed because I would probably be annoyed too, but I don't actually think it like ruined her night of sleep. Like I think she, maybe she lost like 20 minutes of sleep. Like James was saying either way, everyone, everyone like immediately hears about this the next morning, basically. Wait, but also side note, when Izzy came back in and Elizabeth left, James is so rude. He he goes, sorry, I thought you'd be gone in five minutes. Like, don't be a don't be a douchebag. Right, like, you like this girl. Don't act like yeah. she was just coming over to like suck your dick for five minutes. Yeah, like, that was so rude. <laughs> but this is not the first time he's been rude, so it's fine. Um, so everybody finds out, and of course, Francesca. I'm I'm like generally team Francesca, but she definitely seizes on this opportunity as like I'm gonna go talk to the captain, and it's like that. Mm, no, I don't really. <laughs> I have to say I was very proud of Eddie's move of him being like chill. Like you don't need to go to you don't need to be a little tattletale for this. You don't need to go to Captain Lee. Let's have a conversation, which, by the way, having your boss having a conversation with you and the person you just had sex with about you having sex is maybe one of the top three most awkward things in the world. That was (laughs) cringy. I like how Eddie and he was trying to be like so like nice about it. He's like, look, um, like like super happy for you guys that you're hooking up or whatever. Like, love that. Keep doing it. But like, uh, basically, like, just they were like, don't mess thing. up people's sleep patterns. Which That's is what fair. they said. I mean, 
when you live and work in the same place, it's like you have to lay some ground rules. Like you're not just like regular roommates, but um, I did. I, yeah. I appreciated that Eddie kind of like intervened and was with Francesca and was like, okay, like nobody needs to get fired over this. We just need to like make it clear that yeah. it's not what should be happening. But here's the thing. Now we're moving on to dinner and We've said this in the past weeks, like Francesca just has it out for Elizabeth. And I have to say, I I've agreed with most of the things. And this I just am team Elizabeth as much as Elizabeth doesn't do her job. Francesca told her (laughs) multiple times that she can rest, just rest her feet. And Elizabeth was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. And so she finally was like, "Okay." so she sat down and got in trouble for it. And I didn't like that because now Francesca's like, you just should have told me when. And it's like, Francesca, you just told her to go sit down yeah, and rest that, her feet. Like, I think in general, like Elizabeth is not somebody that I would like to have working no. on my team. Mm-mm. But I at this point, definitely, I feel like Francesca has also taken some like petty stances where it's like, in yeah. the grand scheme of things, like you literally were just telling her that she should take a break. And I think she just wasn't, I think she was more annoyed that she was, talking to James when she took a break. 100%. And so it's like, yeah, I I mean, it's the kind of thing where like I think Elizabeth and James are have a cute little thing going. Their date looked nice enough. Like I think it's like not that big of a deal and as boat as far as boat relationships go on this show, it's like one of the less toxic ones that we've seen. Francesca's right jealous now, so. because her crush with Rob's not working out. I I feel like I kind of wanted them to get together. <laughs> Honestly, like on these shows, I'm usually rooting for people to hook up just because it's like fun. Yeah. But it, you can tell that Francesca is just like every time she goes to talk to him, it's just like. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. She, I'm yeah, glad she's not, not feeling happen. it anymore. She's like, no, but Bob I do have so to cute. say they just have like different their energies just like don't click like she no. she needs somebody who's like more. I don't know, like assertive or like whatever. I Robert is like so cute, but <laughs> seems like a mess. Yeah, I don't think he's picking up what she's putting down. Like mm-hmm. N- mm-hmm. not at all. But I do have to say we haven't given Rachel enough credit, I think, in the kitchen or in the galley, I should say. She's like the only chef to this point who has like lasted this long which I can remember and has killed it each and every meal who has actually like done her job as being the chef yeah like we've had other chefs who have who have like stayed for a whole season but Rachel I don't think she's had like one meal that was like a disaster at Not all one like complaint. She's, I feel like she's by far the most like competent chef we've had like we've had other chefs that clearly are like talented but she then yeah like ben and adam like they're both like good at their jobs but like rachel like hasn't messed up when it comes to like the actual cooking and wait i do have to say her explanation of james was i laughed out loud when she was like oh i don't like james he kind of always just like stands there with a towel and poses (laughs) (laughs) i i love how much she doesn't like james and when um, James and Elizabeth are out on their date and the rest of the crew is back at the boat like getting drunk and having a good time. She's like, James, like, fuck James. Well, we also have noticed that Rachel's just not the best at holding her alcohol. So she's a good chef, but <laughs> not a good drinker. Yeah. So speaking of holding her alcohol, the next day they go to this beach club. I love that Captain Lee like books their beach club day. It's like, okay. Um, 
And Rachel is just like hammered out of her mind and <laughs> she gets on the stage and like grabs the microphone. She's like, yeah, like let's play some nasty shit. Like <laughs> so cringe. But we've seen her in public before and it's the same behavior. Like I'm telling you, some people just take that one sip and they are on another planet. Like they're like, it's free to be you and me. She's one of those people where it's like, I don't understand. Like, I feel like she doesn't drink enough where it's like caused issues in her life or, but it's like when she does, it's like terrifying. And I feel like we all have that one friend where it's like, they like, it's not like they're like a mess every weekend or whatever, but like sometimes you have to brace yourself. You go to like a specific party or like karaoke or something. And all of a sudden it's like, no, 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 no. Like, please take it down a notch. Like this is, you're not gonna like how this looks you're ruining my good time Rachel's just an extravaganza 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 okay (laughs) we have to (laughs) this is like the longest we ever talked about below deck but I'm telling you it was it was like an hour and 15 minute episode I was like wow wait it was yeah it was a long that episode. That makes sense. I watched it yesterday morning and I was like, I feel like this episode has been going yeah. on for such a long time. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. We have to move on to Dallas because (sighs) there are some things we got to talk about. I'm liking Dallas too. I feel like I feel like it's a fun, it's just like a fun, easy breezy ride. I'm enjoying it. I Tiffany Moon is like delivering the goods so far. I love, see, when we get that first season Real Housewife, first time Real Housewife who gives it, this is mm-hmm. like we've needed Tiffany our whole lives, you know? The one yeah. thing I could do without, though, we've talked about this in the past, are the house tour like the house tours are fine they're okay because you have cool things it's the closet tour i i don't i don't know you don't like the closet tour okay i do like the closet tour i can't i can't lie because me and my friends do it with each other we're just like show each other like our new stuff but i guess you're showing people stuff who can it was the way it was presented i don't know yeah i mean it was a very like presentation tour it wasn't just like oh yeah like like, do you want to see the house? But 
I will say, like, I, <laughs> it was a little weak for Stephanie to be like, it's obnoxious. And then Tiffany posted on Twitter a link. Stephanie literally did a closet tour video for, like, <laughs> bravo.com. And it's like, <laughs> Stephanie. Well, because here's the thing. That's what I was getting to. Like, it's the two, you, you're doing that to people, like, on your same level. So it's like. Yeah. Stephanie is not she's she's like oh wow that's cool she's not like impressed because like she has the same thing I don't know right, she's it's not like, like oh, is that a Birkin like yeah <laughs> we're I mean do you want someone just as rich as you to be like wow you got your name on a Gucci bag awesome but then at the same time it's rather it's better to do that than to someone who cannot afford it at all and be like wow that's yeah. something I'll never own in my life also like it's the I have to wonder if like what the plan is in terms of like filming for that day like are do they tell tiffany like okay like you're having the women over for the first time like they're gonna come and then show them around and then you can sit down for your like whatever like i feel like that's also a thing of like she's new to the show we want to see what her life is like like totally i did very much appreciate her wine cellar i think that was the cool one of the coolest like things I've ever seen I loved how you can see that she explained in the ground like those glass walls was the actual ground that her house was built in so they were underground but that wine cellar (laughs) oh my god I gotta go there I know I want I like I want to go to Dallas and like hang out at her house and Cameron's house which speaking of (laughs) she and court are so their house is on the market because the buyer fell through and they're putting the for sale sign up and court is basically tells cam that he doesn't want her to be included in the process of selling the house because she's like too emotional and we'll get too excited. And then we'll get too sad if anything falls through. And it's like, you're treating her like a 12 year old. I was just going to say they are like, it's really gross to say, I guess, cause they're married, but they are like, father and daughter almost like he walks in the room to see her like playing with her new puppy and he's always like in disgust slash confused at what she's yeah. doing and I'm just like what do you I that's the thing like I like there What's are the times when we like? see their relationship <laughs> that I like them together but they have this weird power dynamic which you know like do whatever works for you like if if they don't have an issue with it but she seems like she wants to be more involved and he basically is telling her like I don't think you can handle it. And it's like, okay, it's not like, like, it's not like, oh, there's like sad, like medical information and someone's dying or like there's something really heart, like horrifying that's happening. It's like, it's selling the house that you own together. Like there's no real reason that she should can't be involved in that. It also is not like he's letting her make decisions. Like, I listen, I completely under- get it. Like it's, if he's like the businessman and he wants to handle it okay that's fine but she can still be involved and know what's going on like i don't think it should be like like, you stay over there i'll fill you in later like she can know what's going on it's right 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 like i get if there are specific like specific like transactions and stuff that he's the one like handling but like come on like you can't just not tell your wife that there's an offer on the house like that's shitty i yeah i don't know i I love like Cameron, I feel like has really blossomed into like a great housewife. I don't know. I agree. I mean, we could talk about we'll talk about later what happened on Watch What Happens Live Ugh. um last night, which I I it, it listen, should I stop saying that I like certain housewives because once I do, it's like boom. Oh I don't God. think Cameron is can't I don't think 
she's canceled. She just said something pretty ignorant on Watch Happens Live and comparing Tiffany and being bossy to someone in Thailand, which I just feel Cameron is a very, very sheltered, to be honest. I, I do feel yeah. that way. And I I really, really, really want her to learn. But when she says things like that, it's almost like she really has no clue and has no interest yeah it's like i guess at best she's clueless which is still not good yeah exactly then it's like but you're kind of like okay but you're an adult person who like has the resources to do better i and so it's like the like the the most i guess generous reading of seeing that clip which um Sarah Galley, who's been on the podcast, she posted it on Instagram. Her handle is Dame Galley if you want to watch it. Um, But it's like, it's the kind of thing where at best you're like, why is that? Like, what, why did you say that? Like, what, why did that pop in your head? And it's like, we've just been through this whole thing of like Brandy's video that was problematic. And she and Tiffany had a really good moment that Tiffany said was cathartic. And so I want to talk about the dim sum. Which then, which then Cameron said, what does what does cathartic mean like she just doesn't know she just doesn't know it's not an excuse but there's a difference like i think it's like whatever it's a fun kind of like quirk of hers like pronouncing words wrong or like she said fashionista which i think is funny but we got to talk about dim sim but then it's like okay like when you're at dim sim like if you don't want to eat the chicken foot like that's fine like i'm i am like not the world's most adventurous eater but like to there when there's like a traditional Chinese food and you're at the table like pretending to gag and like carrying on about it it's like chill yeah (laughs) just say just say no thank you the thing about dim sum Tiffany hosted this beautiful uh brunch which is at 10 a.m by the way they posted I was like well that's very early (laughs) at this restaurant and they brought out the chicken feet and listen I would not have eaten it either I'm not the same with you I do not eat things that I'm not familiar with, even though I have been taught at a young age, you never say you never do a camera did, which is what I just said. You're taught right. to do that. You never say like, ew, that's gross. Or, oh, my God, you just say, no, thank you. I'm OK. However, I did feel a little bit that Tiffany was like, eat it, eat it. And like, so I got yeah. where Cameron was coming from a little bit because it is uncomfortable to be forced like to. And then to that point, be like, no, I really don't want to try it. Like, I don't want to totally. be rude. I yeah I've totally been in that position like my sister sometimes will be like why don't you want to eat this and I'm like because I don't and it's like but that's like yeah it's like then to it's like it's not that I don't want to you don't have to say that it's gross you can just be like I don't I would rather not um but yeah the dim sum was beautiful I when they brought out the like steamer baskets with all the different food I'm like I want my stomach was growling now I want dumplings like ASAP um, I want like to pour soy sauce over my head. You know, soy sauce is my favorite, con- <laughs> like my favorite like food in the entire world. I love soy sauce. I eat it with everything. Wait, I want to make sure to bring up though. We had speaking of some kind of maybe like problematic, borderline problematic stuff that happened on the episode. We had a really great moment in the opposite direction. Carrie Brittingham's daughter Olivia mm-hmm. is back at home after she is was living in LA. She's the one who wants to be a fashion designer. And she was talking about how she doesn't like being home in Dallas because in LA, all her friends are really progressive and really passionate about causes like Black Lives Matter and stuff. And that when she comes home to Dallas, she has these disagreements with her friends that live there and they don't get it. And 
I thought this was I it was like so unexpected to get this scene with Carrie's daughter like I I don't really think of myself as caring about Carrie's daughter but it was like wow that's like such a great sentiment to be aware of and to have kind of this conversation about okay well like how can you how can you talk to your friends here and maybe try to get them to understand your point of view and why it's important right I I liked how this was almost the first not the first time we've seen her but the real a real scene of her like expressing her feelings like not just in the background but I think Mm -hmm. that it's nice that Bravo lately has been giving the children she's not really Mm -hmm. you know a child but an opportunity to speak on how what they believe in and this was an excellent example of that and also for Carrie to just like let her talk and let her explain like how she's feeling of course like unfortunately there's no answer and there's no um you know explanation of how she could get her friends to listen to her and and Mm -hmm. understand what she's thinking but there's always like a starting point and i think that's where she's at specifically on a show like dallas like obviously on atlanta and even on like southern charm we've seen a lot of talk about these issues and it kind of comes up more naturally with the cast I mean Dallas has a more conservative cast like they're not going to be at Black Lives Matter protests on the Mm -hmm. show like whatever it's just not a main theme but I think it's really great that they included this and you know because it's I think it's important that we do have some kind of context for like even if we're not spending a whole episode talking about Black Lives Matter on Real Housewives of Dallas like it still exists in their world and I think this was a good opportunity to kind of like contextualize it and I don't know much about Carrie Brittingham's politics I don't know whatever I've not done a deep dive on that but she I I appreciated that she at the very least seemed supportive of how important it is to her daughter and that was nice to see maybe Carrie's daughter is now my favorite thing about Carrie so I mean here's the thing I know Carrie (laughs) Carrie is um you she's one of those where you just like want to like her and that, or you do like her, and then she just says one thing, and you're just like, Carrie, why? Like at Dim Sum, she's, we've said, we've seen this. We'll go back to Dim Sum, Dim Sim. Last season two, she's just like incredibly mean to some yeah. of the women, aka Deandra. And like her little comments, again, we'll never know. Was it edited that way? Did it just look that way where she kept making yeah. comments? But to me, like just watching the episode, it was like, Stop saying those things across the table to Deandra in front of all the women. That like, that's weird. not nice. So we got this little backstory that before they were on the show, they used to be traveling to these trade shows together. And so they would like drive, like drive there together and like share a hotel room. And like that they both clearly remember this a little differently. Like Carrie's like Deandra is, you know, like selfish and she's like, blah, 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 blah. And Deandra's like, Carrie's a nightmare like she's so rude like and it's it's funny because I all of a sudden I'm like wait like why they hate each other like I didn't know about this why well I agree with Deandra it goes with everyone you really learn about someone when you travel with them you just that is so true yeah it's just that's the rule so they've been traveling together and they really just yeah I guess just bump heads but they haven't been getting along and at this brunch it's like again women not the time or place to bring this stuff up. Like you two are having 
uh, a tiff, like go to the bathroom or sit next to each other for five minutes and talk it out. But like to try to embarrass Deandra in front of everybody is just not cool. However, I do have to say Deandra doesn't have COVID, which is great. But <laughs> if you're sick God. the day before, don't get up and give other people a hug. Jesus I despise Christ. when people do that. I despise when people do that to me. Like, you, I don't, you don't need to hug me. Just say, hello, I'm just under the weather. I don't feel good. It's oh also, it's, it's funny. I mean, I don't know. I guess, I mean, we knew this in the summer, but I guess we know more now that it's she like, <laughs> if did. you felt sick two days ago, just because you tested negative doesn't actually mean there's no chance you have it. Correct. So, I mean, that's the thing, but I guess she didn't have it at the time, but she just had a severe case of COVID. So, yeah. I mean, glad she's doing okay. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I'm trying not to to look too closely sometimes because I don't want to, I don't want to not enjoy the season because I'm picking it apart for like COVID safety. But that was a little cringe for yeah. sure. And like, granted, we do love the drama and we love when the women fight, but there's just a correct way of doing it. Well, I'm sorry. We don't love when the women <laughs> fight. It just, it just brings good um, conversation, whatever, but it's the way they go about it. Like it, it's, right. and that just, you know, that was catty and I wasn't cool. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. Okay, before we move on to Salt Lake City, we completely forgot to mention the New Jersey trailer came out <gasps> yesterday. Let's That can wait, take a whole episode for us to talk let's about. Put a oh pin, let's put a pin in it and talk about that more tomorrow. But I just okay. I want to mention it because I feel like people are going to DM us and be like, why didn't you talk about it? It is literally just... so much going on, but it looks great. February 17th, we will, of course, be breaking My it heart's down. pounding just thinking about it. You guys know how I feel about New Jersey. It I is... Know. <gasps> I kind of feel like with people Dallas, texted me about it. They're like, did you see? Did you right. See? I was like, yes. <laughs> with with Dallas and Jersey coming back, I feel like those are two of the kind of like more fun franchises. Like they're kind of like carefree. Like they tend to be like really enjoyable, mm -hmm. even if they're not like 
amazing. And I name me I'm another just, Teresa Judice. Name me another one. No one. <laughs> There's no one. She's the queen of housewives. Also, like, I last thing, and then we will move into Salt Lake City. But their new cast photo is gorgeous. They look beyond, great. Beyond beyond everything. Shimmery. All right, God, we're like drooling. Okay. <laughs> okay. Salt Lake City. We will talk about Jersey more tomorrow. Um, Salt Lake City. So we're dealing now with the aftermath of uh Sharif's birthday party where Whitney confronted Jen. And Jen is like both mad and sad because Sharif has now left and she hasn't been back in days and like won't talk to her because he's mad at her for like having drama at his party right and then she's also mad she's really mad at whitney for she says ruining the party i want to say so sharif and jen have a scene at the end of the episode but i think jen's anger i understand why she's upset with whitney but i don't think it's fair for her to blame her marital problems on whitney okay i'm so glad you said that because the whole episode i was like jen and whitney agreed wait first of all Queen Whitney, are you kidding me? She hand her composure when people like talk to her and are just like is unbelievable. But Jen has issues with her marriage and with life that she has Mm -hmm. mentioned, but she was really, really trying to blame it on Whitney. And you know that Sharif was embarrassed by Jen's behavior, not not the actual fight. Right. That it's like was mad at your outburst. So it's the kind of thing where two things can be true. Like it was the wrong place, wrong time of Whitney to bring it up. Like she shouldn't have done it at the party. It That is true. But also it's like Jen could have handled it in like a massively different way. Nobody forced her. She later says when they're in the bathtubs, she's like, well, you, you led me to throw the glass. And it's like, no, she didn't like, she didn't like move your arm with the glass in it. Like that it's not anyone's fault, but your own that you chose to throw the glass, like being upset and you can still control your reaction. And so it's like, okay, there are multiple factors at play here, but like, you don't only get to blame Whitney for everything that happened. And can we, let's talk about the spot and then we'll we'll talk about other things. So they get Whitney wants to apologize. So she brings Jen to the, what we find out is like hours away into the middle, which looked beautiful, by the way, like it looked really cool. Two things we didn't mention is that I can't get over the fact that Jen pulled up literally with a fly swatter, unless that was something else. And like, she literally brought it out of the car and into the thing. And that was very, I don't clear, unclear, whatever. Also (laughs) irrelevant, but I just pointed that out. But also the fact that she told Whitney, she would drown her if she rolled her eyes. I just feel, I, I just feel like Jen is not reeled in enough. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's she, her behavior. Sometimes yeah. is, I'm sorry, just like really unacceptable. I think she really seems to struggle. And I'm, the more we see it, the more I'm kind of like, I don't think she's doing this just for the cameras. I have a feeling that this is who she is, that she struggles with appropriate response to like, like the appropriate level of response that it's like, it is perfectly correct for her to be upset with Whitney Mm -hmm. for what happened at the party, but it is not the correct response. It's not the appropriate level of response to, you know, say that she is the cause of your marital issues and then threaten to drown her in a tub. Like, like just that, that's not cool. Like I'm not at all, but, and then Whitney of course did not react to that, but she also splashed, like she got mad. So she splashed, splashed the cameras and then 
she got out and then she comes back in very gently and and is all of a sudden I feel like cooled down and she said if you guys want to tell me something up friends tell me and it's like Jen why would anyone want to tell like who knows that is like one of the funniest things to me when people are like, you know, like if you have an issue, you can just tell me and I will not react Sweetheart, in you any just kind of way. Drown me. <laughs> like people love to act like they are so like calm, cool and collected. I'm like, oh yeah. Like if you have any criticism of me, just let me know. And it's like, no, you're going to fucking throw a glass and then threaten to drown her in a tub. That's not how you handle conflict. Um, yeah. yeah, I did think. So when she stormed off, I thought it was interesting that they, kind of broke the fourth wall there because clearly Jen was like not not cooperating with what the like scene what the setup was supposed to be um but then I thought Heather did such a great job of kind of mediating honest with yeah mediating totally because when she was talking to Whitney when Jen left she was like you know like Jen is being crazy basically but like you have it in you like you right now have the ability to kind of diffuse this situation if you just say like one little I'm sorry for like wrong place wrong time Mm -hmm. and it ended up working really well Jen was obviously upset but then they really have kind of a a nice moment where Whitney comes and gets in the tub with her Um, yeah she goes I'm switching tubs or I'm jumping tubs I'm yeah it was it was nice like I think Obviously, like, we've talked about how Jen has, like, some issues with how she handles conflict and stuff. But this was a moment where it's like, yes, that actually feels like it's progress. Totally. And I I love the dynamic between the cousins. I love Heather and Whitney. I think it's really great. Mm-hmm. Even their conversation earlier in the episode, like, it's very funny because they are related. So they can talk to each other a different way a little bit, but they're two of like the nicest people. So I feel like you just, they can't, you can't get mad at them. But I thought that was like a beautiful therapy session in the bathtubs. I (laughs) kind of want to go there. That's an insane Instagram moment, by the way. But I do have to say, we we see Whitney calling Mary, Mm -hmm. which Side note was the only scene we saw of Mary this episode, which I'm really pissed about because we need her in our lives. She was calling to confirm that that's (laughs) what Lisa and Meredith said. And I was like, too little too late. It's too late. You should have you should have confirmed us before you made the decision to have liquid courage to tell Jen this. (laughs) You're like, okay, so I did a thing, but I before (laughs) But just like to triple check, like you did, I wasn't like completely. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I, the the disappearance of Mary is really strange. It's not like, I understand. Like we know, like people have said, we know that she was like upgraded to full-time later in the process. So like, that's why she's not some like at as many of the group scenes, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they did a really strange job of editing it almost because after like she felt so prominent in the first half of the season like um you know she and Jen were having this giant fight and then she hosted that luncheon and it's almost like since the Met Gala luncheon she's barely been in the show yeah I am not for that I I in the first episode I was like oh my god like who is this woman like am I am I how am I gonna feel about this and now I'm just now I'm pissed that like she's each episode I'm I've said I was like we need more like it needs to be like a marriage it's interesting that they clearly they thought there was enough 
of her and like enough stuff around her to make her a full-time housewife but it, it definitely is obvious watching the show that she was not kind of oh, like yeah. fully around so and it's, by it's the way she a- confirmed that they did say that she goes i don't i don't make i don't say things that aren't true so we find out that <laughs> in <laughs> her like confirmed. in her like larger than life closet room that truly just gives me hives like- i need her she doesn't even have to pay me i will i will fly out there and i will organize it for fun but i that saw thing someone needs to be organized I saw someone post that if they do a second season of the home edit show on Netflix, Mary Cosby <laughs> needs to be one of the clients. And I well, fully agree because here's the thing. She has a lot of clothes and she loves it. I love that for her. If she organized that room, which is like a mansion in itself and got like displays and put things in there, all right. of her stuff can fit in that closet. All of it. Right. Tiffany moon who like, <laughs> you would be- <laughs> I um, love that. Okay, so we also see uh, Meredith tells Lisa on their double date night that she and Seth are officially back together, which I'm very, I'm happy for her. Yeah, me too. I love that they're both there in their double-breasted power pantsuits. Um, I, I, they have like such a funny, she says that they're back together and I love that Lisa's reaction is like, yeah, yeah, I love that. I'm, I love that. So I'm so happy for you guys. Like, it's no surprise it's- we showed up wearing the same thing because we both have really good fashion. <laughs> also, I love when Lisa and John have their one on one scene and she's telling him about what happened at the party. He, they ha- she is the funniest like explainer of things because she says that Whitney was like a chihuahua and she she says this quote which I had to write down because I like spit out my drink she says the girls in Utah they're good at two things breeding and dancing and getting married really young <laughs> like Lisa but then she said so maybe Whitney should stop dancing and start like doing something like focusing on something I don't know like, it what? was it, it was a lot, but I, also, their dinner was very cute. But I feel like with them, the, their dinners are extra long because their their conversations are really, really drawn out. Really slow. Like Meredith is like, so we have an announcement. Seth are you pregnant? And Seth and I are back together. I love that. I love. Oh my god, Dylan, we should do a table read of us oh as that. God. I love um, that. Speaking of Lisa's dinners, she the episode ends with her very exclusive dinner in a yurt. Um <laughs> and I love how she's like she's like I love putting together groups of of women and you know they're all entrepreneurs and it's very exclusive and it's a weird like only half the cast is invited to this dinner. She's like shoes fur, hair, bags. We got it all. (laughs) Everywhere they go, they drive like four hours and it's like an episode of Breaking Bad. They just like drive into like the middle of nowhere and there's like dinner. Right. I'm like, there are restaurants in Salt Lake City, right? (laughs) Oh, so what did you make to go with the tequila? Oh my God. Wait, I love impersonating Lisa. It's so good. (laughs) Whitney's voice is really fun. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I... I love that. See, like Lisa is so she's one of those people where it's like, I can't imagine spending time with her in in real life, but I love her. She's like the perfect TV character. She just is like kind of mysterious, but in a way that I find so exciting and I just like want more. But the same thing, like, too, I laughed. This part wasn't funny, but I laughed out loud when Meredith and Seth were walking into the restaurant and Meredith was like, I'm so excited to see the bar lows. The Barlows. 
Love John Barlow. <laughs> I was like, these are these everything. I don't know. I, I just Salt Lake City is great. I it's it's they hit the nail on the head with this. Yeah, and they filmed their reunion last week, and I'm I'm excited for that. I'm I'm excited to see Mary's presence at the reunion because, like, regardless of how many scenes she is or isn't in on the show, like at the reunion, we're gonna get like full Mary. And you know, their outfit, their fashion for this reunion is going to be iconic. Oh my, I'm like nervous. <laughs> I know. A little I'm bit. nervous for like they're gonna drop the photo, the outfit photos, and I'm not ready. I'm like a little sad. We'll talk about OC tomorrow, but I'm a little sad that we have to like get through the OC reunion first. I know that's true. Yeah, but that's great news because then once the reunion's over, we're done until next season. And Jersey is going to be on Wednesday nights starting in February. So keeping up that Wednesday energy. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen Uh and follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches and we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.